Amen. Amen. Good evening, everyone. This is uh, Apostle Anthony Baxter. Uh, we are not in the building today. Amen. Hallelujah. We are in our home uh, coming live on Facebook for NBKI's Bible study where we're going over uh, the prophetic, uh, basically a, a eight week prophetic training course. Amen. To where uh, individuals that are uh, interested in knowing how God speaks um, and if they're hearing from God will be able to understand the different ways that God speaks. God spoke to me some time ago and he said, it's time to go back to the basics. We've gotten so far away from kingdom that God is calling us back to the basics of his word. Amen. And the truth of his word. Amen. But before we can really understand uh, 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 what we need to do or uh, I could say apply uh, to our lives, we must be able to get the directions from the Holy Spirit. So if we don't know if we're actually hearing of the spirit or or is it me or or, or who is that's going on in my head? Uh, like I said uh, last week, I had around 40 or 50 uh, voices going on in my head and I, I didn't know which one was which. I would, would pick and choose and every one I would pick seemed would be the wrong one. Amen. So we want to make sure that God's people know God's voice. The Bible says my sheep will know my voice and will follow no other. And what I'm seeing in the church is we're following all kind of voices, all kind of uh, uh, voices that are not, hallelujah, the true and living shepherd. Amen. Jesus Christ. So we're just going to go over a little bit of what we went over last week. We talked about last week, the voice of many waters, the different ways that God speaks. Amen. Now, remember, we spoke about visions. He, he speaks through visions. He, he speaks through dreams. He, he speaks through his angels. He, he speaks through uh, visitations and the audible voice. Amen. He speaks through uh, transportation and translations being uh, uh, speaking in tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. He also speaks through mind reading. Some people assume that mind reading is witchcraft, but we can see in the Bible where Jesus, it would say, and Jesus knew their thoughts. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is another way that God speaks. Amen. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. Hallelujah. He speaks through us to his word, through his word. So as you read his word, it's not like reading a book. Jack and Jill went up the hill. He's actually speaking through his word and creation. He speaks through his creation, uh, the mountains, the, the trees, the birds, the bees. He speaks through his creation. He also speaks through prophetic art. That's one of the things that is beginning to uh, come up in ministries and in churches is uh, a dance and flagging and, and things of this nature, prophetic art. Also, verbal communication, flashbacks that we have. Have you ever uh, just been doing something and all of a sudden you get a flashback? Amen. In some of those, God may be trying to speak to you about a certain situation or circumstance or direct you or protect you. Amen. Hallelujah. Impressions. Amen. My wife, she's very sensitive in this area to where she can feel in her leg or, or, or in her arm or, or within herself the heaviness of a person or a pain in the leg where somebody may be dealing with some leg issues, things like this, impressions. Amen. And uh, the still small voice. And as I was speaking to someone earlier, that still small voice that's basically all we really hear about in the church. God speaks to a still, small voice, and that is true. And if we're only looking for that still, small voice, we're missing many other ways that God is trying to get our attention and to communicate with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, <clears throat> there's in our in our mind, in our mind, there's 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 our thoughts, there's the Holy Spirit's thoughts, and there's thoughts of the enemy that go on in our mind. The Bible says that uh, the mind is a battlefield. So we must be able to discern, amen, what the enemy is saying, what the Holy Spirit is saying, and what we are saying. Now, when it comes to us, 
we are going to uh, look at the things that's going to make us feel good, that's going to give us something, you know, just like Eve did. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is going to lead us and guide us. Hallelujah. Into the right path, the direction which God has for us to go. And if we continue to listen to the Holy Spirit, we can walk into blessings every day, every minute, every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we also have the enemy that uh, brings temptations to our mind. Amen. Those are somewhat easy to distinguish because like for me being an ex-drug user, you know, thoughts of drugs, I know that ain't from the Holy Spirit. And I know it ain't from me because I ain't going back. Amen. But the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, excuse me, the enemy, Satan, is always, or that demon is always going to try to knock at the door to see if you're going to open it up and let him in. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says that we must guard our heart. And in the Bible, the Hebrew heart means your mind. Guard your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. This week, we're going to be talking about the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 and 8. Now, I can always say it makes no sense to be in front of a teacher and not take notes. Take your notes. Amen. The Bible says, study the word to show thyself approved. So I'm going to give everyone an opportunity to go get a notepad, a pen, go get your Bible. Amen. You got you to gotta stay uh, girded up, have your, your, your Bible and everything. Go get these things so we can go on and dig into what the Spirit of the Lord has given us for today. Amen. Amen. So our foundational scripture today is going to be coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 and verse 8. The Bible reads, to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit of the common good. To one is given through the spirit the word of wisdom, and to another, the word of knowledge, according to the same scripture. Amen. Now, first, uh, first Corinthians chapter 14 and 1 reads this, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Amen. So it's saying that Desire the spiritual gifts, but especially desire the ability or gift of prophecy is what the Bible tells us. This is the supernatural revelation of fact about a person or situation which is not learned through the efforts of the natural mind, but is a fragment of knowledge freely given by God, disclosing the truth which the spirit wishes to be made known according to a particular person's situation. That's what prophecy is about. I'm going to read that again to you. It says this is a supernatural revelation, a fact about a person or a situation which is not learned through the effects of the natural mind, but is a fragment of knowledge, a little glimpse of knowledge freely given by God. The Bible says that we know in part, uh, I can't remember the scripture, we see in part, know in part, but we don't get it all, amen, hallelujah, we get a glimpse Amen. It discloses the truth which the spirit wishes to be made known concerning a particular person or situation. So now that we are prophetic beings, we have the ability, amen, to move prophetically if the spirit decides to use our vessel. Many of us have moved prophetically. We have spoken something that is going to take place in the future. And just because you've done this doesn't mean that you are a prophet. We are all prophetic people. We all have the ability of hearing from the Lord. And as the Bible says, and another, the word of knowledge according to the same spirit. The spirit of God holds all the gifts 
The gift's not yours, it's his. And he decides whether or not you are going to be used in a particular gift or not. Now, in some cases, there are gifts that we are very uh, 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 trained in. Amen. But then there's some gifts we probably never used before that if he decided to use us and we were willing to be used, he will use us. Uh, interpretation of tongues and things of this nature, things that people don't really uh, 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 ask about or really desire because everybody wants to be a prophet. Everybody wants to prophesy. Well, you know, we have that ability. Amen. But it doesn't mean that that's the only gift to desire. To desire. It says that we should desire prophecy, but it says pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts and especially. So all the gifts we should desire, amen, but we should really desire prophecy, especially in this day and age, because we're dealing with so much and individuals are are, are, are fearful of what the future holds. But don't you know that being a kingdom citizen, that if you earnestly desire prophecy and you ask God to give you a glimpse of what is taking place and what is going on, he will do it. The Bible says if you ask him, he will do it. He is not a God that is just going to give it to the to the uh, David E. Taylors and the Beanie Hens and all these type of individuals. The same spirit that they operate under is the same spirit that is in you that you have the ability of operating under. If you have the relationship, it's all about faith and relationship. So if you have that, you can ask a thing and it should be given. The Bible says that if you have, uh, uh, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can speak to a mountain, go and be moving, go into the ocean, and it will go. But we can't doubt. The Bible says if you uh, are confused in James, if you don't know what to do, ask him, and he will give liberally. But don't doubt. That's the thing that holds many of us up, is we doubt. Amen? We, 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 we want it, but there's a, a doubt that I ain't going to happen for me. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of knowledge. People often confuse the word of knowledge with the gift of prophecy. We confuse the word of knowledge with the gift of prophecy. So let's separate the two so we can get a clear understanding of what prophecy is and what the word of knowledge is. The word of knowledge describes something that took place in the past, our uh, 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 current right here this second, amen? Uh, circumstances are a fact about someone's life, amen? That's a word of knowledge, something that has already taken place, amen? Now, prophecy is speaking about something that has not taken place. The future. That's what prophecy is all about. Pure prophecy is about the future. So if the prophetic word lacks an element of something that has already taken place, this simply means that the word of knowledge was not a part of the delivery. What am I saying? I'm glad you asked. A lot of times you'll come to find that the word of knowledge and prophecy kind of are mixed together. Amen. Uh, if we look at Jesus uh, in John chapter 4, verse 15 through 26, it says here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit of this to you. Um, it says, the woman said to him, sir, give me the water. Give me this water, okay? So I will not be thirsty, nor come all the way here to draw. Now, this is Jesus. Jesus said to her, go Call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you, you have correctly said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands and the one whom you have now, the one you have now have, have 
that you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. That is a word of knowledge. And what a word of knowledge has the ability of doing is it pricks the person's uh, uh, mind to say, how did they know that? So now they're open to receive what it is that you may say because they believe that you are hearing from God are a supernatural uh, 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 entity, God, the Holy Spirit, amen, hallelujah. So now what Jesus what, what Jesus did, he said, woman, skip down and said, woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Your worship, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so he was speaking of what was to come. Amen. So now he has her attention. And now he's speaking something of the future. And what does she do after that? She ran down the hill and began to evangelize and brought everybody from the town up to speak with Christ. So she was a woman that went back and evangelized the whole town and brought them to Christ. Amen. Glory be to God. So word of knowledge in scripture, words of knowledge in scripture. Jesus operated in the word of knowledge in Luke chapter 19, verse 30 and 31. He also in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 27. And I'm going to read this one to you. John chapter 1, verse 47 and 50. Now, Jesus said this to Nathan. He said, Nathan, come towards him, or Nathan coming towards him, and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathan said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Okay. Jesus moved and operated in the word of knowledge. So, if someone came to you and knew what you were doing five hours ago and you don't know this person from Adam, that would prick your attention to pay attention to this individual. Because something about this individual and him knowing these type of things maybe can speak to me about me and my situation, my circumstances, things of this nature. Prophets today are to edify, uplift, and exhort. We're not to put down, break down all this, this money and cars and all this stuff. God's not concerned about the material. He's concerned about your soul. Amen. He may point out some things that he wants to deal with within you, and he needs your cooperation so that he could take you higher in him. Amen. But it's all about uplifting, uplifting. Amen. If we look in Acts chapter one, or excuse me, Acts chapter five, verse one through five, it talks about the early church and how the early church operated in the word of knowledge, how the early church operated in the word of knowledge. It reads, but a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and bought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back 
for yourself a part of the proceeds of the land. In Acts chapter 9, verse 11 and 12 is another scripture that speaks about the church operating in the word of knowledge. Uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 4 through 8 is another. In Acts chapter 22, verse 17 through 21. So we as a church, we must begin to get back to operating through the spirit of God and speaking through him so that we can begin to get the attention of the people. Listen, people, prophetic vessels of God, kingdom people, it's not about the building. It's not about the building. God wants to use us mightily in the highways and byways to draw those people in. Being an individual that may come from uh, a drug addiction, prostitution, uh, maybe you were just angry all the time, um, uh, and, and, and now the Holy Spirit has cleaned you up, has straightened you out. You're, 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 you're a new man. The old man has passed away. Behold, a new man has come. And individuals that knew you, amen, hallelujah, they could see this. And then as you begin to speak to them, allow the spirit of the Lord to use you to prophesy and to use a word of knowledge over them, that will prick their spirit to get them to understand that God is real and Jesus is alive in you, in me. And if you come in, it will be alive in you too. Amen. We need to begin to draw these individuals in instead of just being in the church sitting having a, a party. We all good. The Bible says, Jesus said, I did not come for the healthy, but for the sick. So why are all us healthy folks in the church sitting around with the healthy folks? Well, we need to be out there in the highways and byways, hallelujah, using the prophetic gifts that are given us to draw those in. Jesus said that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. And that is so true today. Amen. The next thing I want to talk about is in the identif uh, to identify hindrances to healing by the word of knowledge. Hindrances to healing by the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is a very effective tool for healing. The word of knowledge is a very effective tool for healing. Often Jesus prayed for the root cause of sickness by the word of knowledge, resulting in total healing and deliverance for the person he prayed for. Many people, the Bible says we don't know what we need prayer for. We don't know. So the spirit will pray for us. Well, a lot of times individuals will ask for prayer and God will give us a word of knowledge that will show us the root cause of an individual situation or circumstance to where it's not this that we're going to pray for, but uh, the spirit of the Lord is, is showing me that this is where we need to go to the root of the matter. Amen. Because if you take a dandelion and you cut it off at the, at the, at the flower, the dandelion is going to grow back. Amen. But if you take it up from the root, it'll never come back. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Mark, Mark chapter 9, verse 17 through 27. Mark chapter 9, verse 17 through 27 is speaking about unbelief. Unbelief. Unbelief is an hindrance. Amen. If you don't believe, how can you receive the healing that is uh, being spoken over you? Amen. How can you believe it? Many people go to church services, revivals, uh, healing services, and because you're in an atmosphere, amen, you're in an atmosphere, and, and, the, and, 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 and the believers are believing in your healing, amen, 
you are healed and you can feel it. But when you get in that car and you go and you go four or five blocks or maybe the next day and you're not in that atmosphere, the pain comes back. And guess what? You open the door and say, man, see, I knew it wasn't real. I knew I knew I knew that pain. Was you know, you, you open the door instead of saying, Lord, I thank you for my healing devil. You are alive. I come against this pain that's coming against me. I am healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your faith. Amen. Glory be to God. Unbelief. It talks about it in Mark chapter 9, verse 17 to 29. I'm going to read a little bit of this uh, for time's sake. It says, teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whatever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grits his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out and they were not able. Verse 23, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. And I believe this is something that we all must pray. Because in certain areas, we have belief, we have faith. Guess what? The chair you're sitting in, the lights you flicked on, the ignition switch when you turn the key, you have faith that it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And when it don't, it shocks you. Amen? But when you go to get healed, amen, do you believe it? That if it don't happen, it shocks you that it didn't happen? Are you more so just giving in? I knew it wasn't going to happen. Amen. Believe to receive the blessings of the Lord. Hindrances to healing by the word of knowledge. Demons. Mute. Death. So it says he rebuked the unclean spirit saying, to it. You mutant deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Never entered him again. So we must begin to believe in the things in which we're asking God for. It's not good enough for someone to believe for you. But their faith and your faith combined can do so much damage. One can send a thousand a flight, two can send two thousand a flight. Amen. Another thing is depression. Depression. Isaiah says in Isaiah 6 in chapter, uh, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 through 3, he says, or excuse me, verse 1, yeah, 1 through 3, he says, a garment of praise, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. A garment of praise, the spirit of heaviness. So as you begin to praise God, are you believing what you're praying or are you just giving lip service, but you're still holding on to that thing that is oppressing you or depressing you or that heaviness that is upon you? You know, sometimes you could be praising God, but the enemy is keeping your mind focused upon that thing that is bringing the heaviness, that thing that is bringing the depression. Amen. Sin is another thing that will hinder your healing. Amen. Uh, you can find uh, scripture to back that up in Luke chapter 5, verse 17 through 26. Amen. So let's look at the ways that you can receive words of knowledge. Let's look at ways that you can receive 
words of knowledge. You can receive the word of knowledge by feeling it. A systematic pain is in some part of your body. We were talking about that uh, at the beginning of the broadcast, where you get a pain in your, your leg and, and, and the Spirit of the Lord is showing you that somebody in the room is having some leg issues. Amen. A throbbing sensation or a strong emotion such as fear or panic is another way of feeling that word of knowledge that God wants to pour out through you to that individual that is dealing with that situation or circumstance. Another way that we can receive a word of knowledge is by seeing it. Amen. Uh, a mental picture such as a body part, uh, perhaps a heart or a foot or something of that nature. You know, somebody dealing with a foot pain because you've seen a foot. Some, somebody got some foot issues, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, me, me, me. You know, and then from that point, God will be able to uh, use you to assist you in the healing of that individual and their feet. But again, you must believe it. You see, you know, you can see it. You call it out. The person comes forth. Now it's a point of allowing God and the spirit of God to allow you to use the gift of healing. Amen. Amen. Now you must believe that the spirit of God will use you to heal an individual. Amen. Hallelujah. Now remember, all nine gifts belong to the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he will pick and choose who he wants to use with whatever gift at whatever time or whatever, wherever he desires. It's about, it's, it's, it's all on him. Amen. So have faith that you are a, a spiritual being full of the spirit of God. Anointed and appointed to do whatever it is that the spirit calls upon you to do. You must have faith in that in order to be able to move effectively. Amen. Hallelujah. You may see a crutch or a, a wheelchair or eyeglasses or are an unusual item such as a, a paintbrush or a bicycle. These are the type of things that uh, uh, are ways you can receive the word of knowledge. Amen? Hallelujah. You can read it. A person with the word written across their body or their forehead. Amen? You know, and, and this is a supernatural thing because you, you may be in the spirit and, and you may see words written over somebody, uh, headache or, or heart, heartache or, 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 or heart problems or whatever the case may be, amen? But these are ways that you can receive the word of knowledge. You may look, uh, uh, may look like a newspaper or a headline or a banner or a sign, amen? Have you ever seen anything like that? you know, attached to an individual. You know how those cartoons, they have the big bubble on the side and they got all this stuff that the person's thinking, you know, all this, see, all these type of things, see, they come from somewhere. God is the originator of all things upon the earth, amen? So these things can take place and God can use them to uh, give you uh, the ability of receiving a word of knowledge. You can think it. You may have a mental impression of a condition uh, for someone uh, that they may be dealing with or going through. Amen. Uh, you can say it while talking or praying. The Holy Spirit starts speaking and you hear it for the first time. Amen. Have you ever been in prayer and you, 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 you begin to hear uh, a voice and you, you stop praying and you start looking around because you think somebody's in the room? Amen. Well, that voice was the Holy Spirit speaking. Amen. Trying to get your attention. Maybe called your name. Amen. Hallelujah. Or you could dream it. Amen. You uh, 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 you may have a vivid dream of a person or, or God can speak to you at night while you are asleep so uh, you can act upon it when you awake. Amen. This is why it's very important to pay attention to your dreams. Now, all dreams aren't from God. All dreams aren't from Satan. 
and all dreams aren't from your flesh. So we must learn to discern what's what and where they're coming from. Amen. Hallelujah. So how many of you are ready to awaken the gift of the word of knowledge? How many of you are ready to awaken or activate that gift? Amen. In activating the gift, first you must believe. You first you must believe. Speaks about this in Mark uh, three, or excuse me, Mark nine and twenty-three. It says, "All things are possible to him that believe. All things are possible to him that believe." Again, all things are possible to them that believe. Amen. So do this. When you sat in that chair, did you think about it? Did you? Flip it upside down and make sure it will support you. That's faith. That's like mustard seed faith. Amen. So do you have faith in God like you have faith in that chair? That's a good barometer to judge where your faith is at. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse uh, Mark chapter 16 and 17 says this. And these signs will accompany those that believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Amen. So, so you say right here, that's a promise. If you believe, you will cast out demons. If you believe. Amen. Now, an earnest desire. First Corinthians talked about that. Having an earnest desire. Amen. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So we must believe and we must earnestly desire. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you have earnestly desired something? This is probably something in the material, car, clothes, whatever. And we would go forth and, and, and sacrifice to get that thing. Earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Amen. And especially prophecy a clean heart gotta have a clean heart amen psalm 66 and 18 says if i had cherished iniquity in my heart the lord would not have listened if i had cherished iniquity in my heart the lord would not have listened so this is letting us know that when we harbor things in our heart, amen, that it's, it's, it's tainting us. When we have resentment, when we have uh, anger at someone, amen, these things taint our heart, amen, and they, they block us from being able to receive our receptors. We can't hear our... Uh, 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 what is being spoken so that we can move in that word of knowledge. And we need a sanctified imagination. Talks about this in Ephesians 1 and 18. It says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? A sanctified imagination. So let me ask you, are you sitting here thinking about naked women or, or men and all, uh, stealing something or, 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 or retaliating against somebody? What, what is the thoughts that go on in your head? Are they sanctified? Are they sanctified? A sanctified heart. Amen. Pictures. Oh, excuse me, not pictures, practice. I'm sorry. Practice. We must practice. Practice makes perfect. And as you've noticed over the past two weeks, I've been given homework so that you can practice. Because the first thing that you're going to need to do is to build your confidence in hearing the Lord. Once you receive the confidence that you know this is God speaking to you and this word of knowledge, our prophetic word he has given is from God. 
what you're going to do is you're going to be willing to go outside of your home and prophesy and give word of knowledge to other individuals because you are confident that this is God. I know it's God. And if you don't receive it, you're not you're not coming against me. You're coming against God because this isn't me talking. This is God talking. And I know it's God. Amen. So we must begin to practice and make perfect the prophetic word or, the, or hearing the voice of God so that we can deliver whatever God has given us to deliver. Amen. It talks about this in 1 Corinthians 14 and 31. It says, for you may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. All may learn and all may be encouraged. Amen. So as prophetic vessels, it is for us to begin to prophesy one to another. Why? Because it's practice. Amen. We're sharpening each other's prophetic gift. Iron sharpens iron. I think a lot of times we use that term in a wrong fashion. We must begin to, uh, as a tribe, help one another. Help one another to elevate in the spiritual things of God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, uh, 5 and 14 says this. It says, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by consistent practice to distinguish good from evil. So how is it that you're able to discern if you have not practiced discernment? You got people talking right, walking around talking about, yeah, well, I discern, I discern that per person's spirit. Well, how is it is that a fleshly thing because you don't like that person? Maybe they said something, so now you discern their spirit, so you don't want nothing to do with them because you say, Oh, that's a witch. No, I ain't no witch. See, see, they just said something to you wrong, you're in your emotions and your feelings, and you're trying to use a spiritual thing to uh uh, uh make the breakaway. The devil is a lie. Now let's talk about how to deliver a word of knowledge. How do we deliver a word of knowledge? So let's review some uh, practical ways of operating in the word of knowledge, some practical ways in uh, operating in the word of knowledge. Now, it's important to keep in mind that we are not perfect. We're not perfect. There are times where we'll miss the mark. And even... Our forefathers have missed the mark. Just because a, 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 a person misses the mark doesn't mean that they are uh, proper lying. They just miss. It happens. Amen. Glory be to God. So the first thing we need to do to deliver a word of knowledge is model humility. You cannot give a word of knowledge in pride. You can't do that. God doesn't operate in pride. So we must model humility. We ourselves are human and miss it. Even if it feels that you are 100% sure of your word, always be gentle and humble. Always be gentle and humble. As you are delivering a word of knowledge to someone, be gentle, be loving, be gentle, be loving, and be humble. Amen. Number two, it's okay to be tentative in speaking out the word. Do not be afraid to admit that you're nervous. Don't be afraid because, again, you know, we all start somewhere. I remember when I began to move prophetically, I would be like, well, you know, I, I, I believe that the spirit of the Lord is saying, and I would say that I believe to where if they say, man, no, nah, that ain't, and I'd be like, oh, see, that, well, that's, you know, or I think this is the Lord speaking this to you. You know, I would use words like this because I was still building my confidence, my confidence. But once you receive the confidence, you will come straight forth. The Spirit of the Lord uh, just showed me this. Or the Spirit of the Lord is saying this. Amen. You will let them know that this is not me. This is him. 
There is no, well, I, I think this is the spirit of the Lord or uh, I got something I'm hearing now. I'm not sure where it's coming from. You know, we use terms like this, amen? But in the beginning, you know, there's nothing wrong with that because you're still learning. You're still building your confidence. And when you see a person say, wow, how did you know that? See, that's a confidence builder. But you may miss. And because you miss, don't stop. Just because somebody may ridicule you, don't stop. Keep moving forward because you are a prophetic vessel. Amen? Believe that and let no one tell you anything different. Number three, don't let your fear rob the person of their blessing. Someone once said that faith is spelled risk. We must take risks. Amen? Don't, that word that you may have for them is a blessing from God. And God sees you as a vessel to deliver this word to this individual, this blessing. Now, if you decide that I'm not going to do it because I don't believe it's God and or I'm scared, or I, I, I'm scared of what they're going to say to me if I'm wrong, then you're blocking someone from receiving the blessing. Amen. And then, if and this is, I'm not saying this is what would happen, but, you know, in the natural, I would say, you know, okay, I want to give this person something, but, but, you know, last time I did it, you know, they didn't do it. So I ain't going to give it to them. I give it to somebody else. Amen. We want to go from glory to glory. We want to go higher and higher. So as you receive, don't worry about, just do it. Take a risk. Amen. Number four, avoid speaking negative words or words that may bring fear upon a person because that's not a God. That's you adding in to what God is saying because God is not going to bring uh, a word that's going to bring fear because fear is not of God. God is going to bring something that's going to uplift, encourage, and, and motivate and edify an individual in their life. Amen. Speak in a natural tone. Don't be religious. Don't be all that humming and humming and humming and all this, all this crap. Just speak to, just speak to them like, like to speak, to speak the word of God. Amen. We don't have to be religious. You know, just share the word of God. Number six, ask the Lord for the right timing to deliver the word of knowledge that he has given you. Sometimes it's about timing. God will give you a word of knowledge, but it's not the right time. It's, it's sensitive information. And maybe at that particular time, that individual may be dealing with something to where if you deliver that message, it may not go off well. They may not receive it. Amen. So sometimes we must ask God for the timing to let me know when is the right time to give this word of knowledge. Amen. And so when a person is at peace, they're full of a, a little joy. Well, that's usually about the right time. Amen. To where they're open to receive. But when a person is going through, they had a bad day, you know, they're stressed out, all this kind of stuff. And then you're trying to deliver. Well, they may not receive it. Their, their blockers are up. Amen. Mm -hmm. It says in Psalms 104 and 27, it says, they all wait for you to give them their food in due season. Their food in due season. That word is food. Why is it food? Because it's nourishing the spirit, the soul of an individual to move, amen? Hallelujah. God has a due season or a right time when the people's heart has been properly prepared to receive the word in which God has for them. So not every word of knowledge is for that given time. There's a time and there's a season that God has to deliver it. But he's giving you the word, amen, so that when that time comes, you'll be able to drop it and that person can receive the blessing. Now, the word of knowledge can come very quickly or vague, very quickly and vague. So sometimes we have to 
press into that word of knowledge. We have to press into, what do I mean by pressing in? I mean, shut off everything else around you and press into with your mind, into that vague information that has come to you supernaturally. And as you press into it, what happens is it begins to unravel. Have you ever had a dream and you wake up and you know the dream and you know you know everything that took place? And you go to the bathroom and then you go, you sit down and you can't remember none of the dream. And you sit there and you begin to, to just try to grab bits and pieces. And, and, and the bits and pieces, they begin to come slowly. And the next thing you know, as you, you continue to press into it, the dream comes back. Same type of thing. We must press into that word of knowledge so that we can receive the fullness of it and deliver it to that individual, to deliver it to that individual, press into the word and ask the Lord for more revelation, for more revelation, and he'll give it. The more specific the word, the more faith it will build. The more specific the word, the more faith that it will build. Amen. One key thing, people, listen. Do not add your own interpretation or opinion to the word that God has given you. Give what God gave and shut up. Don't go any further. You see, what happens a lot of times is individuals gives the word that God has given, and then they want to become preachy. They, they, they want to go deeper or further or, or try to add to. And, and now you done messed up everything because that's not just God. That's you and God. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. You've tainted what God has given. You see, because as it comes out of your mouth, the word of God is supposed to be received by this individual. But now what's coming out of your mouth is not just what God said, but what you said. So now what the person's receiving is what you said and God said. And that's not going to do what God has intended to do because as Whatever you have, you ever read something and and a word you take a word out and put another word in and it changes the whole parameter of the whole paragraph. So as you're adding, it's changing the whole the 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 the, the whole thing. It's, it it changes it. So just state what God says and leave everything else alone, and let God's word work within that person to do what God intended for it to do. Amen. Amen. Number nine, resist the thought that the word you have is not important or it's just you. Resist that because that's the enemy trying to prevent you from giving the word or blessing the person with the word that God has given you to give to them. Release it. Release it. Just release it. And whatever the person do, that's what they do. See, we, we, have, to, we, we have to become tough skinned as kingdom people. Because a lot of times it will be the word of God, but they'll say, man, I don't, man, you don't even know what you're talking about. But they know it's the word of God. They just are prideful and they don't want you to know that you, that you know their stuff. You in their mailbox. Amen. They don't want you to know that. So they'll deny it, but within their heart, they know that it's true. Amen. Now, remember this. Breath mints are anointed. I'm just playing. <laughs> that was to get you all laughing. Okay. Anyway, so activation, activation. We're going to activate. We got some homework. I hope you guys got something out of that. I hope you guys got something out of that. Listen. The word of knowledge is very crucial in the day and age that we're in. Why? Because it's a, it's a magnet. It attracts. Why does it attract? Because it's a supernatural thing. How can you know something about someone that you never know, that you don't know? Amen. That you've never seen before. It's a magnet. Amen. And from that, it opens a person up to receive. It opens a person up 
to see that the spirit of God is moving through you and delivering through you. Amen. And now you have an opportunity to lead an individual into the kingdom of God. Amen. That's what it's all about. It's all about leading people into the kingdom. We can't lead people that are already in the kingdom, in the kingdom. So we got to come out to church and go into the highways and byways. Stop going down the street, looking at people and talking about folks, but get out your car and begin to go pray for folks. Take some time out and go help some folks, pray with some folks, allow the spirit of the Lord to use you. Put yourself in a position to be used. Amen. Amen. Go pray for somebody that you don't know and, and, and listen. Let the receptors receive and let God begin to speak to you a word of knowledge for that individual. Amen. We got to come out to church, people. We're living in, 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 in some very uh, turbulent times. And we must learn how to hear the voice of God. So that we can get the direction. We don't want to. We would. We don't want to be like the sheep that are being led to the slaughter. Because there's a whole bunch of sheep that are being led to the slaughter. Amen. We don't want to be one of those. We want to hear the voice of God and take the high road. Amen. And not the low road. The homework for this week. I hope you guys have been. Uh, doing your homework. It's not for me. And it's not like, you know, I'm a teacher. Well, I am a teacher, but you know, like you have to uh, bring this back and tell me this is for you and your, your, your growth in the prophetic. Remember the first lesson in week one was just waking up in the morning and asking the Holy spirit to show you your day and to sit and, and to meditate, just to clear your mind and listen. And those things that come to mind, write them on paper. Take that paper, stick it in your nightstand, and before you go to bed, pull out that paper and see what came to pass. If you do this continually and you earnestly desire it, it's going to happen. I'm telling you that for me. It will happen. I know I know many people that have gone through this prophetic training that it has happened for, but it only happened is because they desired it and they had faith that what they heard was God. And it came to pass. Amen. This week in week three, this is, we, we're taking it a little further because now week one and two, y'all had an opportunity to work on it with you and to begin to build confidence. Now we're going to go outside the door. We're going outside now. So this is what uh, week three is about. Go to a restaurant, Burger King, drive through window, wherever. Okay. With the group of your prayer partners or another believer, another kingdom brother or sister, okay? Have each person write down three things that the Holy Spirit shows you about the server, the person that's giving you the food, right? Present it to your server in a non-religious way. You know, hey, bro, hey, yeah, I got, got something I want to give you, man, here. And just see how he reacts. Because if there's some things in there that are true, he'll probably look at it and say, Man, you know that. You know, or yeah, man, you know, I, wow, this is I, this is I'm dealing, you know, you know, this is all confidence building. We gotta build our confidence in this hour, people, because God needs us to be able to speak what it is he needs to get to the earth to his people that have not come into the kingdom and those people that are in the kingdom. Amen. The word of knowledge is not just for the people in the kingdom. So all of these prophetic conferences and all this and that and the third, it's all good and great, but we need to take it outside the church to draw those in and build the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. So week three, take you and a, a prayer partner or another kingdom brother or sister, go out, go somewhere and just 
listen to the spirit of God, meditate upon your server or, or that individual and write down what it is that you receive and give it to them. Now, that's taking a risk. But what is faith? Taking a risk. So you're going to walk by faith or you're going to walk by sight? That's up to you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give thanks, honor, and praise to you for this day that you have made. We thank you, Father God, for this message that you have given us, Father. I pray for each and every person that watches this uh, in times to come and those that are on now, Father God, that you may touch them in a mighty way. The Bible says that you have given us all a measure of faith. Give them all the willingness and desire to build their faith, Lord God. Open their ears, clean out their receptors, Father God, that they may hear your voice and that they may have the willingness to follow you. You're so awesome, God. You are so awesome. But I give you glory, Father God. You are so awesome. I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of everyone in Must Be Kingdom International Ministries. I thank you, Father God, for just being God. I thank you for our children and our children's children. And, and even those that are watching, I thank you for their children, Father. Watch over them, protect them, lead them, guide them, and direct them. During this holiday season, Father God, there are many that, that have lost parents this year. Uh, there are many that don't have a family to celebrate with, Father God. And I just pray, Lord, that you may, may, may just show them a little extra love. Send one of your angels to, to just wrap their wings around them. And that they may feel your presence, Father God. That they know that they are not alone, but you are with them. Have someone give them a call and invite them over. That they may not be alone during this turkey day coming up. So as we separate from one another, Father God, in this, this stream, but never you, Lord God. I just pray that your spirit may go along with each and every person. I pray that no one leaves the same, that they have more peace, more joy, more faith, more understanding, and more knowledge in you. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I thank each and every person that is tuned in. And for those that uh, are tuning in later watching, I thank God for you. Hallelujah. We're on, um, we're on Facebook here every Wednesday, our, our um, Bible study. We are switching over to YouTube, so our YouTube channel will be all over Facebook. So if you are a follower of Must Be Kingdom International Ministries, get that link. It's going to be all over in the groups, in the messenger. It's going to be everywhere. Uh, we're transferring over. We're uh, getting away from uh, the new Meta is, I guess, what they call uh, Facebook, the new name or whatever the case may be. So we are going to be going over to YouTube. Amen. And we're going to be uh, having a, a teaching upon the metaverse. Look that up. Search it on Google metaverse. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope they don't block this video for me saying that. <laughs> but anyway, to God be the glory. Y'all have a fantastic turkey day. And remember. Walk by faith, not by sight. We'll see you soon. God bless you.